Recording. Thank you. Good evening. Today is September 27th, 2022, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is Bill's story, and our speaker tonight is Carla H. Thank you, Carla. Thank you so much. Um, thank y'all so much for having me here. And I don't know why I am normally not nervous, but I really am nervous. So I'm just going to say a quick prayer real quick. Um, God, please set aside everything I think I know about Bill's story um, and about my own recovery and open my mind to the truth and speak what needs to be heard. Amen. May your will and mine be one. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit out of order in Bill's story just to put it in with my story. Um, <clears throat> so first of all, on uh, um, I want to talk about what happened when I got here. So first of all, I'm a short timer. So right there, if anybody needs to hear from people who have a lot of experience, you can mute me. <laughs> um, I am a short term. I've been here three years and four months. The 25th was my abstinent date. Actually, four, three weeks before that, I came to my first meeting. And that's what I want to talk about is my first meeting that I crawled into. Um, I was eating when I got here. Um, I was eating every few minutes. I had been doing that for nine years. I never ate large quantities at one time. Obviously, as you know, eating that often, you couldn't eat just a hook. But I ate every few minutes. That's how far my disease had progressed. And I had no idea I had a disease. I'm from the panhandle of Texas. There was no OA in Amarillo, Texas. Never heard of it. There was an AA, but that was over there where those people go. <laughs> um, I'd never known anyone that had been in AA. I didn't know anything about the steps. Um, here, here's the fascinating thing. My son had begun OA uh, three weeks before I moved here, and I've been here five years now. Um, I began to see such a transformation in him. And I used to telling my story, I honestly believed in my memory that I had never heard of OA before, before the night before I came here. But in, in just recently, um, God brought back to my memory that my son had mentioned OA to me after he got an AA, because when I saw his transformation, I just kept saying, man, I wish I was an alcoholic. I know that whatever you're doing would help me in my addiction with food. Um, and I always teased about being a food addict, never really realizing I was. Um, I would simply say, well, food's my drug of choice when someone would talk about alcoholism or drug drug abuse. Uh, not really having an understanding that that really was the truth, but I didn't know what an addict was. So um, when I um, when I came to um, that first meeting, it was an OA meeting that I found online. Didn't I, I didn't look any farther than that. There was one the next morning at nine o'clock. This was before I went to bed. Before I got to that meeting every morning and including that morning, I woke up with a gasp in my throat. I'm killing myself and I couldn't stop. I had the medical reports to prove it. That'll be part of what I want to read about the fear that comes in a second. But first of all, when I when I crawled into that meeting, I didn't know until later it was a meditation meeting. <laughs> but I went in and there were two ladies there and I said, uh, can you all help me? I cannot quit eating. And they looked at each other and they said, you know what? I think we'll read the first step. And this was in the OA literature. 
we read that first step. Y'all, that changed my life forever, forever. Because what it told me was one, it wasn't my fault or my willpower's fault. Two, that I had a disease. And three, that there was a solution. I wasn't even on the ground when I walked out of that room. I didn't even have to have more than the first step in the OA 12 and 12 because it gave me hope for the first time. So I had, um, okay, let me read here about fear. Um, Bill W on page eight says, fear sobered me for a bit. Then came the insidious insanity of that first drink. And then on, on our Day 1934, I was off again. I had gotten a, a, a medical diagnosis um, of death, that what I was doing to myself was killing me and it wasn't going to be quick. It was going to be slow and it was going to be horrible. Um, I had already had many physical problems at that time with my feet, my back, my stomach, my brain, obviously. Um, and so that fear, they gave me a perfect diet. And I stayed on that perfect diet for five years because I wanted to live. After that, one day, I, of course, I had no idea I had alcoholic foods. I had no idea I was a compulsive overeater or anything even correlated to any of that. Um, one day I woke up, went to work and saw things that I'd seen every day for five years. And I looked over there and I went, you know what? I know how to eat now. I'm just going to have one because now I know, right? I know to eat this much and this much and this much. And I had done that now for years. I ate one. Y'all, in a few minutes, I was eating another one. In a few minutes, I was eating another one. And for nine years, that's how I ate. Um, I was up to 265 pounds. I had many medical problems and I couldn't stop. I, I, every day, I thought it was just willpower because I had done that for five years. What's wrong with me? I mean, one just did that to me. I, I had no concept of what I was dealing with. What happened to me that first meeting I crawled into is what I heard was there was a solution for the way I ate and the way I thought and the way I believed. Well, see, I didn't, I already knew everything before I got there. And I didn't think I needed to do any, I didn't need any information about the change in the way I thought and the way I behave other than food, because everything else I had it going on. I'm from Texas, Sean. We believe we're the bigger, better, best, know everything, do everything right. That's, that's my background. So even when I got here knowing, I mean, I crawled in that room because I did not know what to do. And then when they told me there is a solution, I couldn't believe it. But guess what I did? Right after that, I thought I knew better the solution than they did. You know, I was so special that they might need a sponsor. What is a sponsor? I didn't know what a sponsor was. I had no idea what the 12 steps was. I had no idea. I, but I left that meeting and I went home and I ordered every OA piece of literature I could find. And then I started going to meetings in our area. I'm in the Bay Area of California. So I, I work 30 minutes away up and down the, this peninsula. There are meetings and meetings and meetings, but most of them are OA literature. So I didn't know anything about the big book having anything to do with Overeaters Anonymous. So I started going to meetings. What I found out was um, on page 13 of Bill's story. I, I apologize. I am going out of order. Belief in the power of God plus enough willingness, 
honesty and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements, simple but not easy. And then on 14, these were revolutionary and drastic proposals, but the moment I fully accepted them, the effect was electric. There was a sense of victory followed by such a peace and serenity as I had never known. There was utter confidence. I felt lifted up as though the great clean wind of a mountaintop blew through and through. That's how I felt when I walked out of that first meeting, just reading the first step. That's exactly how I felt. I haven't gotten over it. Um, I know a lot more now. I practiced much different than I was practicing that day, but that right there was the beginning of the beginning for me. Um, on page eight says how dark it is before the dawn. I'll never, ever, ever forget the nine years that I spent before I got here. But y'all, I had, I lived a lifetime already. I was 65 when I crawled in here. I already had my ways of believing and my ways of doing and my ways of directing, which I was very good at. Um, then it says I was soon to be catapulted into what I like to call the fourth dimension of existence. I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness in a way of life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. As I went, I went to meetings for 20 days before I found a sponsor. Everybody I saw asked to be my sponsor. Would you be my sponsor? Would you be my sponsor? So I went to a meeting that they were talking about weighing and measuring their food. And I came out of there, y'all, I told you, I already thought I knew everything. So I came out of there going, I know one thing, I am never doing that. So a lady called me, I said, would you be my sponsor? And, and, and I said, but let me tell you something, I am never weighing and measuring my food. And she goes, well, I can't be your sponsor because that's the way I sponsor by weighing and measuring. I went, okay, psh, next. Y'all, within two weeks, well, it was 20 days after that, I got my sponsor. But within three weeks after I got my sponsor, I went to a nutritionist. Guess what I started doing? Weighing and measuring my food, because guess what? I couldn't tell how much food I ate. Here's what I did know. Um, I knew that my abstinence was three meals a day, because like I said, I used to eat every 30 minutes. So no one, I was only, I, I couldn't even imagine not eating for four hours. That was the most, that was the weirdest thought. I, I just could not imagine. So I ate enough at each meal, probably to feed everybody in this Zoom room, each meal, because I could not imagine not eating for four hours. Um, then I got to a nutritionist, found out how to eat. <laughs> I, I've uh, released 90 pounds since then. You can imagine um, how much I was eating at the time. But I went into a meeting on a Saturday morning on May the 25th of 2019. And I sat across the table and I had this experience that Bill had on page nine. The door opened and he stood there fresh skinned and glowing. There was something about his eyes. What had happened? That was my experience when I saw my sponsor. She sat across the table from me and oh my gosh, y'all, she just was glowing. She was at peace and she was happy. And I just could not get my eyes off of her. She was half my age. She's gorgeous. And all I wanted, I wanted what she had. I, by that time, <laughs> I had been told that you, you look for someone who has what you want and then you ask them how they got it. And I thought, I cannot contact her. She's going to go, what? <laughs> and you're how old and you want what? <laughs> but 
you know, a power greater than me doing for me. I finally got the nerve to text her. She texted me right back. I was fixing to text you. <laughs> so that's how it all started. Um, she absolutely, the only thing that kept me abstinent for my first few weeks was her. Because what she told me, she told me two things. She said, one, um, this isn't about the food, this recovery. And I scoffed at that. Well, might not be about the food to you. It's all about the food to me. And then the second thing she told me is whatever relationship you have with the higher power is going to change. And I scoffed at that. Wait a minute. You don't, I already have a higher power. I already have a relationship with God. Those two things. See, this is what you would be dealing with if you had been my sponsor. When I got here, I thought I already knew everything. And, you know, and then the last thing she told me is, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to lead you through the big book to recovery. And I went, what's the big book? I thought this was overeaters. And she said, yes, but we're going to go through the steps in the big book. So then, um, then we go to what she started doing with me, which is exactly starts with this story. Like myself, she had already admitted complete defeat that she had in effect been raised from the dead suddenly taken from the scrap heap to a le level of life better than the best she had ever had. I couldn't even imagine. I really couldn't. And as I began to work the steps with her and the first assignment she had before we worked together, she said, you get the big book and you read the first 164 pages and you underline and highlight everywhere it says must and everywhere it says have to. And then you call me. Well, it was two days later that I had done that and I called her. Um, I wasn't just uh, desperate when I got here. I was in a panic to live. Um, and so what we did is we went through what the first hundred did to get what they had. And then she asked me, are you willing to do what this says you must do? If she would have told me to eat nails, I would have said yes, because I would have tried to figure out a way to do it. Um, so I said, absolutely. Um, and then, um, Here's the, um, the same page, page 11. Here was something at work in a human heart which had done the impossible. Here set a miracle directly across, wasn't the kitchen table for me, it was another table. And she shouted great tidings. I will never forget, it was, I know y'all have seen those movies where there's just a light on somebody. You know, there's a whole room and here's this light. That, that was the experience. I mean, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. I was abstinent because what she told me was, all I'm asking for you is honesty. You're going to send me your food every day and you're going to uh, tell me what you're going to eat and then you're going to eat that. And I'm, it's, it's the honor system and I'm just going to believe you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And if you don't, you'll tell me. Y'all, it would take me an hour and a half in the morning. I couldn't even imagine what I was going to eat because I always ate what I wanted, when I wanted, how I wanted. First of all, I had to say what I was going to eat. And then I had to actually eat that. Are you serious? I mean, okay, so mid-afternoon, I decide I want something else. She said, well, you just put it on tomorrow. Well, duh. I'd never thought of that. So that's that's where I started. Um, you Five know, minutes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I knew I would do this. I know y'all can't tell I really am a talker. I'm so passionate about this chapter. Okay, um, one last thing. Uh, we meet frequently so that newcomers may find the fellowship they seek. Um, the joy of living we really have 
even under pressure and difficulty. Three weeks after I started, my nephew passed very quickly from a debilitating um, blood disease. And I went to a funeral three weeks into program and I was abstinent and I was present. It was an absolute miracle already. Y'all, I hadn't even, I haven't even finished the steps. Each day, my friends, simple talk in our kitchen multiplies itself in a widening circle of peace on earth and goodwill to men. You know, that miracle that happens one compulsive overeater with another compulsive overeater, that is what I have lived since the day I got to OA. And there's a miracle that happens because there's three of us. There's the two of us and there's a higher power, a power greater than us that does for both of us what we can't, can't do for ourselves. Um, and there, that uh, I want to close with, well, I don't, I won't really close, but I want us to do real quick right now, a one minute deep breathing with your eyes closed. I'll set a timer for one minute. And if you'll have something, either your phone or something to write on handy, um, when we when that timer goes off in one minute, um, if you would like to, please just write down the first thoughts that come to your mind. And we are starting now. Okay, uh, and then I'm gonna give you just a few seconds just to write down real quickly whatever comes to your mind right this minute. This is a new practice for me and um, I've just been doing it um, for about maybe a month or six weeks now. I do this all the time now. You know, I used to do a pause and breathe. Um, and I, I don't know anything about the human body or the effects of anything, but I'm told that there is such an effect to the human body on deep breathing. So what I've started practicing with this is anytime I get disturbed, because when I'm disturbed, it's because I have a belief that um, something should be different than it is. And once I take this breath and the emotion quits firing off, chemicals quit releasing from that, then I can be open to another thought. Um, I just, I just want to share real quick that I, uh, where I am right now, um, and that is that I live the set-aside lifestyle where I ask God to set aside my beliefs. I told y'all I'm so opinionated. I have so many beliefs that keep me so disturbed, but I have a power greater than me that can set those aside and open my mind to another way of thinking. 
um, I work with a lot of newcomers. Um, I love newcomers because I'm still a newcomer. Um, I do a lot of the first 12 days through a newcomer meeting that I'm a part of and the first 30 days of abstinence. Um, and I do a lot of big book meetings too. I just want to share lastly um, something I love and it's, it's a fun awakening in the morning to think about TGIF. And the T reminds me, who do, where's my trust? Who's my trust in? The G is gratitude. What am I so grateful for today? The I is inspiration. And I continually look for inspiration with every meeting I go to from all of y'all, from a lot of reading. And then the F is for fun. And what can I do today for fun? And I want y'all to know, I worked 35 years as an office manager in a school. And I just retired in June. Well, while I was at school, it was easy to find things fun. But guess what? My higher power is so cool. I now have a brand new granddaughter. And I get to be with my granddaughter every afternoon. Do you talk about fun? And she is now four months old. I've been doing this since she was born. So That's I just fun. want to thank y'all so much for letting me share. And, and this is, a, I just want to say, I'm so glad I came last night and I heard the preamble because I was crying so hard. I could never have spoken if I'd waited until tonight. I love this meeting. Thank y'all so much. Wow. wow. Thank you so much, Carla. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hmm. we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under the reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. And we are waiting for hands, Amy B. Thank you so much, Amy B. Living very gratefully in a recovered state for today, compulsive overeater. Um, thank you, Anis. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you, everybody doing service, including the service of being here. We need each other. And Carla, yes, yes. Oh my goodness, the joy that you carry this message. Ah, oh, that you are the light of recovery shines through you. You are you are carrying the glow that you saw in that person and that is testimony for everyone here that this is what this program does. I am I I I I am so grateful to see it in action. I'm so grateful to know you. I love how you describe yourself as a short timer. Me too. A little over 4 years and I'm a toddler. I'm a baby. And I look to these people who have decades in these rooms with gratitude for their experience. Um, ooh, when you said that you were in a panic to live, when you went through the book, you were desperate. You were in a panic to live that, that struck that really did that desperation, that step one clarity 
thank you for communicating that so beautifully and for pointing out the line, the joy of living. We really have, even under pressure and difficulty, because me too, with something real rough that happened within the first few weeks of me walking into the rooms. And it was only that step one commitment, that panic to live, that that helped me turn to something bigger instead of, you know, the the, the panic of the moment, I guess. Um, oh, and thank you for the for the one minute meditation. How what a beautiful way to connect all of us. This is all about connection. And I will tell you that was what was I was beaming with smiling during that whole minute. And as soon as I turned it off, all I could hear was connection, connection, connection. So thank you for that. And then I lived this set aside lifestyle. Like what a beautiful way to describe what it is to live in the 12 steps. I I'm just so grateful to know you. I'm so grateful I was here tonight. Bill's story is a chapter about inspiration and 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 excitement to begin a beautiful journey. And you really did that for us tonight. Thank you so much for your service. I pass. Thank you, Amy. Um, I'm not sure if Yvonne is next because she's the host or because you were next. You're not. Next. Okay. I thought, I didn't think so. Okay. Kristen, you're up. Hi, I'm Kristen, compulsive overeater in uh, Houston. Uh, thank you so much for um, that share. And I, I really appreciate you identifying yourself as a newcomer. When you said that, I was like three months and then you said three years and it really puts it in perspective because um, when we think, when I think about the notion that I stopped developing when my disease started, um, you know, I first remember sneaking food when I was six. So how much maturity do I have? I've been in these rooms since uh, 2016, but um, I've relapsed and I'm still, I'm still learning how to, how to act. And that's really important for me to keep in mind when I do make mistakes, um, which um, I do. I'm uh, been away for a little while and not coming as often. And, um, I just signed up for service for next month because, um, I need to be here and I need to stop. Um, you know, I, I went away for three weeks to Europe and I haven't really gotten back in like the swing of things. And, um, it just, I woke up one in the middle of the night, the other night, just berating myself for all the things that I'm doing wrong. And I, just had this realization that I'm not doing the things that I know are right in my life that keep me centered and grounded and kind of trying to tie that into Bill's story, you know, at the end of Bill's story kind of hammers home, like what he's doing in his life to keep the spirit of recovery alive. And that one of the biggest things is service and spreading the message and being there for the program. And 
Um, if I can't get myself to attend a meeting because it's the right thing to do, I can definitely get myself to attend because I have a service commitment and maybe that's just where I am right now. And so, um, I, uh, I really appreciate your share. I really appreciate your insight. Um, I was convinced when I came in that there was no God and that I was so desperate that I thought, well, maybe I'll just humor these people. And, um, I've come into my own relationship with a higher power that I appreciate every day. I even, I'll tell you what, I I'm in another program and my sponsor there was like, I want you to start journaling. And I was like, whatever, this is stupid. And I literally wrote for the first week, this is stupid and I hate it. And then I put it down while I was gone and I just picked it back up. And I, and my mind is like sharp as a nail, like crystal clear from just writing a half a page of text. It's just, it's so funny how the, the different parts of this program come to me at different times when I need them. And I think that, thanks. I think that um, part of the program for me is just remaining open to it, not happening all at once. So thank you so much for your share. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry if you guys can hear my grandson, but he's like right at my foot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next we have uh, Sherry Z. Sherry, I hope I said it right. That's fine. It's Sherry, like the wine. Thank you, Juanice. I'm compulsive overeater, recovered in Southern California. Thank you all to the host. And Carla, what a beautiful lead. I just smiled when I heard that we were on Bill's story. I just needed to claim my seat. I've been abroad in Japan and then Paris, and then I got COVID. And I was really, really sick. So I haven't been on my regular meetings. And it, I love routine. And I realize I need to be reminded every day that I ate the way Bill drank. And that comes from me, no matter what, working with the sponsee, listening to my meeting, being totally at the center of the herd. And even with COVID, I was trying to do that, but I was so sick. And, you know, it makes me feel sad. Like, it doesn't make me feel like, oh, I'm at the center of the herd. And the thing that's so interesting to me is I can eat over anything. What Bill's story has taught me is that I have an illness. And I love when you said I'm a short timer. I've been in the rooms 31 plus years. And I did not get recovered till almost a year ago because I couldn't get that food neutrality. I couldn't get where I literally was living, as you said, the set aside lifestyle. I would have abstinence and I would have control. I would have this, that, and the other, but I didn't have the set aside lifestyle, which was God, I surrender everything. And today I do have that. And today I'm like, I'm still like with the COVID and I'm like, oh, now my kids have it and it's Rosh Hashanah. And it's like, it's been, forgive my French, a shit show. And all of these were reasons I ate. And for today, by the grace of God, I lived the set aside lifestyle. It's like, I surrender God. I had, I asked my housekeeper to eat the holiday meals with me. And she, and she knew all the prayers after 21 plus years. And I was laughing because she was like, you know what? I can sit because I know you sit and eat your meals like a dignified person. 
And that's what I do no matter what. And um, just so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to see all of you, to hear all of you and to be recovered today because what that means is that I live with God front and center. That is the bottom line. And that also means I do service and I go to meetings and I journal and all these things. And I study the big book. That being said, God is front and center. And for 30 plus years, I couldn't put God first. And now I do no matter what. So thank you so much for letting me share. Carla, you're a joy. So keep coming back. I just loved hearing you. Thank you, Sherry. Um, and next we have CJ. Oh, no, Daisy. I'm sorry, Daisy. Daisy's next. No worries. Thanks so much. Hi, everybody. I'm Daisy. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered for today in San Francisco. Um, where are you, Carla? Carla, thank you so much. It's so wonderful to hear you share. Um, I was also beaming during that meditation and Amy got connection. The words that I have written down after that was, God, it feels good to be in community. Um, and it really, really does. Um, and I was so glad that you opened and closed your share with the set aside, um, you know, first alluding, to, first saying the set aside prayer and then kind of talking a little bit about the set aside lifestyle. And I feel like that has been a huge gift you've given to me in my program, trans transmitting that a bit. Um, and I would love to hear, I get calls sometimes earlier today and some, sometimes I get calls from people who maybe are, you know, back on step one and have read the big book a million times um, and aren't, yeah, are curious about a new experience. And I would just love for you either to talk about that a little bit or just like how you're living the set-aside lifestyle today um, and what that means to you, because I could hear you talk about that all day. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Daisy. Um, and thank you so much for your recovery. Um, you know, it's amazing to me. Actually, as I was, um, I'll just show y'all this, what I was reading. Here's my big book now. Um, I have been going through the big book and the steps um, every year since I got here. So I am starting my fourth time. And every time I get a new big book. Um, so this time, instead of purchasing another big book, I just printed it out. So, and I'll probably be doing this now because <laughs> I really don't know what to do with the big book that already has writing all over. But I do that for a new experience. And even today, um, because time is not a tool, I just have today. Um, I didn't even start looking at Bill's story to share tonight until today uh, because I live one day at a time, which is so contrary to the 65 years I lived before I got here. So, a new experience with the set aside prayer. And the reason I call that a lifestyle is I use it about everything in my life. Um, when I am disturbed, it's because of a belief I have. Uh, and you can say an opinion I have or, or just a desire I have for something to be different or people. I used to be the greatest director you would have ever met. Uh, one, I knew everything and two, I could fix everything. So if you just listen to me, everything would be okay. So, so contrary to that, um, upon awakening, I asked God to direct my thinking. And then throughout the day, I used the set aside prayer as a 10th step. 
And what I do is I ask God to take the disturbance that I have, because it's a belief, to set aside the belief and open my mind to the truth. And then I shut up for a few minutes and I listen. And it is so amazing to me how suddenly thoughts will come to me. And of course, now I've started this one minute thing. Um, I've added that to this, to this practice is first of all, this is just a practice. I mean, when I got here, everything was so freaking serious, you know? Um, and what I've learned is it's just a practice. And so with the set aside prayer and that one minute now that I've put into that, I can get a thought that is contrary to the feelings that I'm having about why did she do that? She should not. As soon as I hear the word should, or I should not, um, I went through a fourth step just on my own guilt, shame, and remorse, because I didn't read in the big book where it said, warn you about remorse, guilt, and shame. I, don't go into morbid reflection. I didn't know what morbid reflection was. I thought that meant, oh, you're going to kill yourself. So I went, oh, I'm not going to do that. So I'm good to go until I looked it up. And I found out all it is, is that you keep thinking about negative things all the time. I did that every day. I was still judging myself. My first fourth step, the same thing. So I'm sorry, getting off. I'm telling you, I'm a talker. So to get back to the set aside lifestyle is it's in everything I do. If I'm sitting behind someone and I need to get somewhere because I did not leave earlier and it's their fault for being slow then I just ask God to set aside the belief that they shouldn't be doing what they're doing and open my mind. And thoughts come to me that are another directed action. So a while ago when I did this, it was gratitude and keep sharing the message. That's what I heard. Just okay, all done. Thank, Thank you. you, Daisy. Thank you. Thank you, Daisy, for your question and Carla for the answers. So now um, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares with the 